Hey Ash, how are you? It is going very well, yes. Um, I had a run this morning, so I'm feeling all refreshed and ready to go. Excited about today's topic. <laughs> I was going to say, did your run help you with your with today's topic by any chance? Does well, uh, running give you clarity of mind? Well, we did cheat a bit, didn't we? Because um, we actually had a pre-call where we talked a lot about this topic already. So uh, in a way, we're, we're way too well prepared for, for one of these podcasts. <laughs> like normally it's totally bringing it. So. Don't worry, it was more than 10 minutes ago, so it's uh, completely distant in my memory. <laughs> the right, goldfish so method, lots. I like it. Yeah, who are you again? <laughs> uh, okay, cool. This topic is strategy. Oh, my favorite. Just doesn't strategy. That, doesn't, doesn't that word conjure up uh, success, great careers, amazing jobs, interesting work, the tip of the spear of corporate life, the most important role that everybody seeks out on a LinkedIn job application, uh, the thing that everybody thinks of when you think of the smartest, uh, most devious planners in history from military through to businesses. Doesn't it have all of these positive connotations of Everyone wants to be a strategist. All of those things. And uh, if I were a student just about to graduate from university, I'd be totally bought in with that description. I'd be uh, excited, ready to go, sending out my CV to all the strategy consulting companies and advertising agencies who've got strategy in them and, I don't know, companies, corporate strategy departments and, and whatnot. I'd be, I'd be head over heels. But um, I guess today is also a little bit of a, a flip, flip side of, uh, of strategy work that we're going to go through, right? You mean the reality? Yes, which is mostly a flip. I think it's a great topic for that because I was exactly uh, that person you described when I was, I finished uh, my master's and I... I had a friend who worked uh, as a strategy consultant mm -hmm. and I just loved the job title. The, the content did kind of appeal, but the job title was a factor and it was important. And, and usually with that type of work, um, they are usually tougher roles to get hold of. They are mm -hmm. usually roles that are quite well compensated, definitely um, at the start and mid levels of a career for sure. Um, and then depending on where you do that role, it can be extremely lucrative uh, in some partnership type model businesses that are very famous for, for strategy work. Mm -hmm. And then and then I think with our longer term view now, you kind of realize actually where does strategy sit in not just the pecking order of, of importance in a company uh, from a compensation point of view, from a growth point of view, but also actually what strategy is nowadays probably is even different in the you know, 15 or so years that we've been exposed to it. it. It probably has shifted quite a lot in what's involved in strategic work. And also who um, who does it? I think we can get to that yes. as we, you know, as we start talking about Silicon Valley companies and um, looking in from the outside versus being on the inside. Because um, I, I remember 
being a strategy consultant and you know our company wanted to land work there all the time it's a very prestigious place to mm-hmm. do strategy work but uh, really um, now that you're on the inside and I've hired strategy consultants there's a specific uh, kind of um, way that we that you would hire that, that strategy consultant and the way that you see their work so it's um, I think I guess I'm, I'm kind of tiptoeing around the point I'm trying to make mainly because I'm sure we'll talk about it later but um, there is uh, you know because just because you've hired a McKinsey McKinsey doesn't get to do the strategy for your company yes that's not yeah. what happens so you hire McKinsey you hire Bain you hire X Y and Z and it's one of the inputs into your strategy definition uh, even though the consultant from Bain, from McKinsey, from Accenture, thinks they've now provided you with a strategy. What they've done is given you uh, maybe some cannon fodder, maybe some additional direction, maybe some inputs, but you have Maybe some slides. Maybe, maybe some slides. Most for your, definitely for your some slides. <laughs> <laughs> most definitely some slides and big email attachments, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, exactly. They, they, they can rubber stamp and provide some sort of, uh, whether it's credibility or... Mm-hmm maybe the comfort blanket to other people within a business that whatever this important topic is has been addressed with good minds, logical thinking, some data, uh, and can be presented in a clear way. So there's kind of that assurance factor that I think you're driving at is from all these consultancies, they're, they're providing elements of that assurance factor. Yes. Um, but they're not doing the whole, you know, they're not coming in, 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 in again, in, probably in our experience, particularly in the last 15 years mm. they're not coming in to, to on a regular basis redefining a business you know uh i think there's something to be said for that's really more of an i think things have shifted to more of an evolution based strategy approach you know did did a company come in and create tesla mm. or netflix and tell them where to go or were they just agile took a gamble had some leadership that could do something and was bold enough to do something different. Uh, but but then to, once they've made that decision internally, then they'll go and look for the experts to ratify and assure different elements of it. So yeah. perhaps that evolution strategy was born out of the internet age where you could try everything for quite a low cost. And as long as you were agile and could scale quickly, uh, you know, you could try 10 things in a year. And if one worked, that became your strategy. That's, um, what's it called? Um, I think I've heard it termed emergent strategy versus yeah. um, the uh, kind of purposeful or directive or I don't know what the other one was. Basically, look, you've got the Drucker, the Drucker version, which is, hey, uh, I'll do all these five different tools, five forces and Ishikawa diagram and whatnot. And then I'll, I'll come up with a strategy and they'll tell us how we will act in the future in order to achieve our goal and overcome these obstacles. And then you've got what you've sort of described the emergent strategy, which requires uh, more of, I guess, capability thinking, like being able to to um, make use of opportunities as they present themselves and being agile around yeah. how the environment shifts. But I guess before we yeah, go into this philosophical aspects of strategy, I'm keen to talk to you also about the ways that strategy is being misused as a term, mm. As a as a concept, um, and uh, and just yeah, just in general, like 
because we've done strategy consulting and the way that we did it, I mean, being slightly um, uh, facetious about, about it, facetious. I don't know how to pronounce no, it. No, no. I give up. No, careful what you're about to say about feces <laughs> about it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Probably more accurate. Uh, but basically, um, like at times you would just put the word strategy in front of a other normal term. Like your recommendations yeah. weren't normal recommendations, be strategic recommendations. The points weren't yeah. just like important points, or the, the strategic points or the strategic plan or the strategic approach or the strategic anything was made uh, strategic because well you were working in strategy consulting so what else would yeah. you produce <laughs> but it was still a yeah, bit exactly of and that's that is the ultimate test by the way for anybody who listens for any consulting work always play the game of and it's in quotations as opposed to what so whenever you hear something or read something from a consultancy uh, and you question it just say to yourself out loud as opposed to what mm -hmm. so when someone says here's the strategic recommendations as opposed to what? The non-strategic recommendations, yeah. uh, the non-strategic plan. Uh, you, you, you quickly realize that there are things that, as you said, they, they're just there to, to visualize and communicate uh, a hidden message about why this should be important. It, it doesn't actually affect the content. And, and I think that's where strategy has been diluted. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been taken away from what the, the, the if you like, the nexus of a real strategic bit of content is where are we today where do we want to be tomorrow based on whatever criteria industry competitor market size money in the bank where do we want to be tomorrow and usually that's in business you know, a number of years rather than one year or less and in china maybe it's 100 years but let's be realistic most people are thinking that five to ten years maximum uh, so where do we want to be tomorrow? And then the strategy is actually how. what are the, the things you can do at a top level to go between that current state and that to-be state? And they could be hire more people. That is a strategy. Could be reduce price to increase penetration. That's a strategy. Could be invest more money in M&A. That's a strategy. And there's a, you could literally have hundreds of these things, but they boil down to very simple uh, business concepts of increasing efficiency or reducing costs or increasing revenues uh, and there are a number of flavors of those but essentially they boil down to those and it's literally a, a very simple diagram current state analysis to be state desired and what are the strategic approaches to get there and really it comes down to how you know the best strategists in the world are the people who you know in the past had a very clear view of that to be model and they had very good data to, to where they could predict that to be model. And they understood the businesses really well, so they knew where the starting point was. And I think what we've seen is, as the world's become more complex, as ideas are democratized globally, therefore you don't hold all the capabilities within your business anymore, um, you find that it's very hard to predict that future state. You know, it's, it's very hard to know what the capabilities you have really are and if they're competitive so that's where emergent strategy took over i think it became you know actually the people who could just connect with customers quicker and iterate faster suddenly it was it, the strategies wrote themselves as opposed to having to try and forecast them forward and i i think where we've where strategy is getting diluted is exactly that point of 
strategists have moved from saying, well, this is a current state analysis, this is a future state analysis, and here are ways to get there. Actually, they've now gone and said, well, everything in this broad world is strategic in some way. So if you want to buy a bit of technology, it's got to be a strategic choice. You want to go after a new type of customer, it's a strategic choice. It, it, actually, it's just every piece of everything you do in business is strategic. Every decision you make is strategic. And I think that's where it's lost its value. Uh, it, it stopped being that traditional, very top level view uh, of what a business should be deciding to do. From that resounding silence, I think I've, I've just completely won this topic. I can continue, Thomas, if you're that astounded by my strategic thinking. Oh, I think I just had some technical difficulties. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> can you hear me now? I can, I can hear you now. It's all been sorted, though. I've, I've I know. I noticed that like, you were on a roll there. Goodness me, man. I've, um, I feel like we can cut this one short. <laughs> no, I was actually going to say, um, uh, what have you read? Good strategy, bad strategy. Richard Rommel kind of talks mm -hmm. about the kernel of yeah. strategy and uh, kind of how the, and you've kind of touched on those, like the, the diagnosis, um, then um, I think the policy calls it, and then what's the most uh, kind of uh, rational next action to take kind of thing. So he, he yes. kind of does, a, does explains in the same same kind of simplicity, but he also calls out um, that it is the um, the transparency and clarity that makes a difference. So with a million options and a million choices that you have, uh, or a million, but plenty of choices and plenty of options, the, the, what the strategy does, it eliminates and narrows things down to uh, a few options. And then ideally the strategy definition is one option that is going to focus you, your organization, and your resources to the biggest effect and have the, the biggest kind of, uh, kind of um, impact. And I think where people get stuck is in the diagnosis place, where they basically um, analyze, 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 realize the world is complex and are too scared to make a punt and too scared to actually say, right, I'm going to put my, my chips onto this uh, yeah, and ev and everything, and exactly, and and that's what I was exactly agreeing with. That exact point. Everything then becomes a strategic thinking decision. Mm -hmm. So it's instead of strategy coming in at that top level view, and and scoping, narrowing the field of mm -hmm. view to laser focus on. We understand our business today. This is where we're going to be tomorrow, and here are the key simple strategies we're going to use to get there. Instead of that, it's just everything's a strategic decision. Yeah. And it's not all joined together to something bolder because everybody's just letting things run in parallel to see what yes. sticks. Analysis, paralysis, Everybody. and then parallel yep. tracking everything to see uh, what what happens. And um, uh, yeah, I think that's that's the that's part of the problem. I mean, one other exercise we can do just to illustrate that point is the amount of different strategy mm. disciplines there are, right? So, I think we. There's mm -hmm. obviously supply chain strategy at the, the one end. And then you've got corporate strategy, M&A strategy, uh, finance strategy, marketing strategy. Like, it just goes on. Like, you know, everything. Everything, yeah. actually. In fact, maybe there should be an everything as a service as everything as a strategy <laughs> uh, approach. 
it, it, it is everything is 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 strategic in everybody's working days and their jobs and their roles. I mean, we all have that uh, strategic element to every single day uh, we work. I think uh, you you know they can just be very small scale. The, the the reality is that's what strategy means to most people. I think most people would say they have some strategic thinking they always have to do in their job. Mm-hmm. They always have to communicate a narrow set of key ideas to leadership. Um, and they're using strategic skills. The difference is it's just not maybe what a traditional strategy approach was had started as. Um, so maybe it's just that this is the new norm for strategy and that it is it's sort of ubiquitous throughout a business now and it's just the overarching theme is the emergent luck strategy <laughs> element um, and whatever you know loudest voices and the people who can who could be the clearest communicators um, or who, who hit the right uh, I guess hub of ideas with a customer there that's where the strategy grows but actually all the, the functions and capabilities around it are all strategic in inverted commas you know like hr strategy yeah. and, i mean the uh, i think the uh, this is a nice segue over into um our actual roles as mm-hmm. uh, like in you're in strategic planning i'm in strategy and operations and it's kind of um mm-hmm. both are effectively the strategy functions of the business however um really the business is already like they, they part of their responsibility is defining the strategy and executing the strategy yeah. i mean in fact their responsibility is executing the strategy and more often than not they're also defining a lot of the strategy um so then the question becomes how does a strategy team operate within uh, a company like not within not as a consultancy but like if you are actually within the company and you're in a strategy team because i think that is something again people on the outside misunderstand i think there's this thinking that hey these guys are going to go and do a number of interviews collect data formulate a, a policy or formulate a kind of strategic directions after they've done that uh, and then and then spread it out mm-hmm. when in fact it's far more of a collaborative process with business stakeholders whereby sometimes they even define the strategy and all you do is translate it into a clearer message for yeah. example or pressure testers absolutely yeah and and i think that was a big misunderstanding i had even prior to this role in consulting uh just on the idea of actually a real strategy some it is only successful obviously as we all know when implemented and if you if you logically think it through it can only be implemented when it's fully bought in by leadership and cascaded down a business so it needs to be simple and easy to communicate but but the point is it needs to be owned by the business so at some point the business has to have that strategy on their radar that they are they're supportive of and they like so i'd miss that point as a strategist and always thought well i'll help write it and you almost hand it mm-hmm. over and you let the business crack on with it and it never ever worked that no. way always became uh, shelfware we, it, it, exactly and and it was only ever successful when it was co-created and essentially the strategy team much like a strategic planning team is brought in to do tactical analysis on what the business is thinking of doing anyway mm-hmm. uh, and you're really there to provide that where possible uh, your greatest 
your greatest three strengths in that strategic planning role, I, I believe, are you provide some impartial thinking, you provide some structured thinking, and you can provide some analysis that's slightly uh, above the day-to-day analysis of the business. Yes. So you can bring in other other data perspectives that should change the the, the thinking. Uh, you know, comparing to something non-normal, uh, and I think I think that's really what a, a strategic team does. It's that, as you said, support the business in them creating a mm-hmm. strategy, but you're just the conduit to structured thinking, uh, impartial advice, and you know, having the capacity to do more tactical analysis to support. I think there's a, another dimension to this. I absolutely agree with those three points. The other dimension is around um, seeking, finding, and uh, and um, and driving the momentum. So basically, you cannot cold start a strategy. There needs to be an internal burning platform with business stakeholders who are really keen to have it solved mm. and who maybe have ideas on how it gets solved. And then you jump in because that is the, yeah. the spike in momentum that you need. And then the other thing that a strategy team does, it doesn't have authority. It doesn't have, uh, it, got, it has some influence, of course, but it hasn't got authority. What it does, what it can do though, is take that energy from the burning platform and, uh, and basically uh, be the muscle that's required in order to keep on pushing to have it solved. So that basically it goes from, uh, from the strategy definition, which ideally happens quickly, to a brief kind of intersect with execution. So it's from basically taking something from a burning platform mm. to a strategy definition and then taking it from strategy to execution and then letting the business run things. But it's, I think it's that uh, the thing that where you just leave it with a business leader who's got one problem one day, another problem another day, you will have loads of start stops if you only rely on a business leader to to solve their, their most immediate burning platform because it'll be ad hoc, it'll be... Uh, short term and it may be forgotten until it rears its head again uh, in, in six months time. So I think the strategy team has got, does have a responsibility to see improvements to the business um, beyond the analysis aspect, right? And, and they do that through, um, through identifying where they can piggyback on momentum and take that further into business change. Yeah, actually, that's that's something that has, I think, definitely changed with strategy work. Uh, is the level of implementation? I think companies, particularly where we where we work now, is, don't you you don't last long unless you can implement stuff. And I think strategic roles uh, now and probably for the rest of <laughs> rest of time are always going to be requiring an, an implementation element uh, an oversight element a, a you know how well you can get this to the business element that sort mm-hmm. of measure uh, there's definitely no ivory tower thinking in 90 percent of strategic work it's it's a grind yeah. uh, it's it's real hands-on it's a lot of cross-functional let's say discussions uh, and a lot of debates and a lot of you interfering and intersecting with the business for things that are not day-to-day critical for people you're interacting with. And that's a real tough tough job job to be in. 
because um, you feel like this is the most uh, and important. I think I didn't yeah. appreciate. <laughs> um, the other thing I find interesting is um, that uh, you um, the the best strategy is one that is developed fairly quickly, and this goes back to your emergent topic, right? The world mm. and the competition and the kind of burning platforms are switching and changing. The opportunities out there are switching continuously. And if a strategy takes three months to develop, uh, six months to develop or whatever it is, then the problem is by the time that was three months are over, you know, things have shifted to an extent that they're not relevant anymore. You may have lost the momentum, etc. And so some of the best strategy yeah. work I've done is that which uh, was able to impact and influence a conversation that was happening at the highest levels uh, within uh, a week or less, right? Where you just basically got in and you're like, right, you know, I know this is the topic you're talking about. Let me put that into context of X, Y, and Z. And you just basically pulled together and created holistic context. Mm -hmm. It's not strategy per se, but it is a, a way of influencing a, a leadership conversation is, is being fast. And then ideally you build yourself the, the leeway to uh, to build a full strategy out of it. But speed is, is, I think, another thing that's changed over time in terms of uh, being able to define a strategy. It has to be something that comes together real quick. Yeah, this is true. And this, I think, consultants do quite well, actually, nowadays. I think halfway through my career in, in strategy consulting, it, it, probably the same for yourself, it, it did shift to the first week of a project, you wrote the answer in a draft presentation. Mm -hmm. And we actually tested that with the clients because the st strategy is, uh, it's probably not that complex, actually. So the actual strategy itself is probably straightforward. There might be a couple of key decision points you just don't know the answer to. You know, should we build this capability or should we acquire this capability? But but we know we need the capability. So the strategy is there. It's how you're going to go about it. Could be could be up for debate. So you you immediately within a week had the answer that you tested and knew with the client. This is what the challenges are going to be. This is what the outcome is going to look like. And you then had a couple of months to prove it, basically, one way or the other. But you couldn't take a couple of months to then turn up and say, here's the answer. They needed yeah. it straight away. Because leadership, uh, like entertainment and quick messages, and they have a lot going on, so they, 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 don't want, they don't need the surprise. They need the answer as quick as possible because actually they know the strategy is not the hardest part. The hardest part is really getting it cascaded and implemented somehow in the business, and that uncovering all of those challenges uh, is where where all the real hard work has to happen. And I I think that speed element has changed the nature of the strategy role in another way. I, I think the tools and the way strategy is outputted mm. is different. I, I think it used to be a lot more. A lot more. You know, what, I never knew what strategy looked like when it was mm. printed. Uh, I, before I joined consulting, I was like, "What is what is a strategy?" Slide document, uh, hundred yeah. page. It, <laughs> yeah, all right. I wish I'd never asked that question. Uh, you know, making all the pixels line up and <laughs> appendices that go mm -hmm. on forever, and you're basically cutting and pasting Excel. But essentially, it's a communications document with some sort of data analysis that supports a point of view that. You know, most people 
are in agreement with. That that's kind of what it brought down to, you know, brought down to. And I think now the speed elements change that a bit. I think it's much shorter, especially where we are oh, now. Yeah. Much shorter, messier doc- documents. Uh, there's very little mm-hmm. beauty to them, but that's kind of nice. They're they're the difference being that they're all you know they're open up to a wider audience to comment on, to input on. They include a lot more tactical, operational information now, um, and actually, they they aren't sort of a, a completely one done situation. They they are they are more of a live yeah, document. You revisit it over and um, over again. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think that's great. Uh, it's great. It's a, it is a muscle to build. It is something where you go right. You know, that's not if you if you. I'm sure like a lot of the the old guard especially struggles with with that change, and if, especially if you've been indoctrinated in kind of the traditional ways of doing strategy, then it's painful initially. But mm-hmm. um, it's it, I think the outputs are are better. Like you said, it's like it fits better into that emergent strategy theme that we talked about at the beginning. We're nearly out of time, but I would like to. Um, touch upon something that we have been discussing outside of this which is a Korean strategy what does that look like maybe if you want to talk me slightly mm-hmm. through your your journey um, and then we yeah. can talk about like, what what is the future for for somebody who works in strategy like where do they go what is, what happens yeah so I got I, I got into it because I said like I liked the title of it uh, I, I had a particular aptitude in in some of my uh, my degree choices for structured problem solving and also strategy. Um, I scored particularly high in those areas, so I just thought, oh, it makes sense to do it. Um, and I quite enjoy finance and numbers and things like this. Uh, I, I think, realistically, the type of work I've done has been more operational, if you like, strategy type of work than pure business strategy. Uh, you know, in terms of a mix, it's definitely been more hands-on. I I think, from a career point of view, I've always stuck in uh, strategy type of consulting in essentially one or two areas. I think this role has broadened it out to be more operational focus, and I think that's an important consideration for a career. I, I'd sum it up from my side of where where strategy goes, uh, and I've been told this by quite a few people: is you know if you follow strategy through a business you get up to a chief strategy officer, that type of role. Um, Very rarely do the chief strategy officers become the CEOs, the CFOs, the uh, commercial officers, the IT people, very rarely. Um, So it depends on where you think your career goal and growth area, and do you want to run P&Ls and operations and sales and marketing? Strategy tends to have its sort of on, parallel career track that just keeps it within the strategy trade of, of, of you know, business. So I think actually in some ways it's a great flexible skill, but for some reason I think it's not that flexible from a career a career model. Um, I think there are other areas if you want to get to the top of a business where I, I think it's actually quicker and easier to achieve. So I think that's one thing I hadn't appreciated when I started in strategy uh, and had assumed that maybe I just want to continue to stay in the strategy track of any business. Um, And I think that's something I would go, if I could go back to a younger version of myself and say, well, actually, hang on. If if you have an idea of where you want to end up in a business, strategy is not not, going to be the answer for most of these other movements you want to make. Yeah. 
I think that's a, that is a good word of warning, so to speak. Um, that the interesting thing it is, strategy is intellectually very challenging. It's also um, something that requires a lot of hard work, long hours. Um, it's. <laughs> do, you, do you really want to work that hard, everybody? No, you don't. <laughs> Find the easy way. Um, but uh, it. Uh, but then you're kind of stuck in a in a strategy world, effectively, which. Um, you know, there's different types of work that can be done there. Like you could go more on a data side or more on a pure strategy side if, if you want to go down that way. Marketing strategy versus sales strategy versus, you know, the other types of strategies there are. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's its own little world and you'll always be on the outside of the business, which is also what's going to limit your career um, uh, kind of... Yeah. I think we call it horizontal movements because it'd be like, have you ever owned a number? Yes. Have you ever been responsible for the actual bottom line or for the revenue or whatever it is? Have you, you know, was your head on the line? And I think that is what you don't have in strategy. That's one of the benefits. Yeah. It's like you get to not have that day-to-day stress. Like you get to go, right, okay, I need to work on this deck and make sure it's ready for either the CMO or CEO or whoever it is. And that's stressful. But then if the business takes a downturn, you know, there's going to be pressure on the sales lead. There's going to be pressure on a number of other people around that. And you'll be, of course, pressured to think about how to improve the situation. But you're one step removed um, at that point also. So I think it's, it is, um, is an interesting dilemma to be in, but definitely something to, to consider. Um, and... Uh, worth with kind of mulling over like do i want to be within the organization or do i want to strategize slightly as the this kind of third party to the to the conversation yeah and i think consulting for people who are i think if anyone wanted to try it consulting mm-hmm. is a great place to try for just a, a handful of years i stress a handful <laughs> i think we of both years. Uh, stuck a bit too long <laughs> in that world we were uh, yeah. uh Absolutely. Uh, that's a great way to try it because then you get practice at what it is to have structured thinking, working for one or two key problems for senior people, um, and being an advisor, being on the outside and feeling the pain of having to influence people who have real day jobs, who have a mm-hmm. real impact on the business. And that's a great thing to have experience of and then make your decision if that's how you want to spend uh, 30 or 40 years uh, because the strategy role does have some other downsides which is uh, let's say you are doing the 10% of strategy that's really transformative the M&A type of work the we're going to launch a new market and it, we're going to bet the business that type of what Amazon calls the one-way door mm-hmm. strategies you know when, when they happen um, you know there's you're not going to be able to get many of those wrong and that that could be a very you know career limiting position to be in because you're working with very senior people and if you know you've got to be very confident you have to be very sure of what you're recommending and you have to be very diligent that those are very it's a very hard skill set mm-hmm. to master and if you are wrong and you might not have full control of, as to why it worked or didn't um, you are very exposed mm-hmm. at that level. Um, so it's, it's something to bear in mind for, for you know, 
people who are in those who want to get there, you know, the type of teams you have to build to make sure that you are not that exposed. Uh, you know, it's a really high caliber, really high trust team um, that can dig right into a business and, and make sure that you can be right or as right as possible. Uh, I think that's a very hard combination of people to find and a very hard, you know, you, you can you can miss once and be right all the other times, but that once could really tarnish that's your the, career. The, the interesting thing is, like, it's a 10-90 rule, right? Or there's no rule to that. It's actually 80-20 rule. But basically, those kind of super, <laughs> like, what would you call them, uh, one-way one way door approach strategies, right? They are like the minority mm. of times that you are, of your overtime worked, right? The oh, yes. other part is basic grind. And that's kind of, the thing where you lose a lot of good people also because you're kind of getting them to do reporting or something like that and uh it, yes. it's like right okay well on the one hand um you want me to take on you know these kind of really important topics on the other hand i'm generating a report every week or something that nobody reads and it's um yeah, I think there's a lot of attrition to that too. But um, we should probably end on a positive yeah. note and we're overrunning again, Ash. Uh, we've got three minutes. Um, do an advert. Get people back into strategy so <laughs> that we've scared them suitably away. Um, what is it that you like about no problem. strategy? You know and yeah. I'll give my base feel. Sure. Here is, here is why strategy is absolutely awesome. Strategy gives you a true appreciation of the investor, the shareholder, the CEO view of a business. You are a true agent of chaos when it comes to being a strategist because you can never get all the details, you can never get all the information, and you'll never get everybody on side. Yet, you are super smart and super structured. You will eventually crack it. And that's what a strategist is. They're, they're these people who can come in and uh, just put some structure to the chaos, be the voice of reason. And a good strategist is not only trusted by a board and has a lot of sway, but they're also a visionary. And they are super interesting people to have dinner conversations with. I think that's a, that's a good one. I like the especially the last part. Um, yeah, for me, the, the, the great thing about strategy is, is the intellectual... Uh, variability of the job like you will not get bored of doing strategy work because it is a constant shifting and changing space with different problems all the time and you'll be challenged all the time to improve yourself improve your message improve your rigor um improve your speed as we said uh and i think that is something that mm -hmm. i I, I think the reason why I stayed in consulting so long and the reason why I enjoyed strategy where I'm now is because I get thrown into the deep end over and over again and I have to become an expert and really knowledgeable about a topic I'd never known about before. I have to develop a point of view and develop uh, have, a, have an opinion on things that you know I, I didn't have before and it's, um, it's exhilarating. Um, and the other thing is you do get to meet, talk to, and engage with a lot of very senior people, and you get to learn from them. So um, I think that's, uh, those True. are all very positive. But I liked your point about, uh, you know, having a, a visionary, and there's different types of strategists. Um, we can go into that maybe in another podcast, but uh, the visionary podcast, the, the visionary uh, strategist is, 
it's definitely a great place to to get to if you can. Great. Thanks for yeah, a agreed. wonderful podcast again, Ashley. Pleasure, my fellow strategists. Um, happy Mother's Day to you. <laughs> wow, I wasn't expecting that. So, yeah, thanks for the chocolates and the flowers. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. Um, have a nice rest of your evening. Bye.